Welcome to the review recap episode of Broadway Radio for Pearly Victorious, a non-Confederate romp through the cotton patch. My name is Matt Tamanini. If you are unfamiliar with how we do these review recap episodes, if you are hearing this in Patreon, it is a standalone episode. If you are hearing it in the regular feed, welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, September 28th. On Wednesday night, the first Broadway revival of Pearly Victorious opened at the Music Box Theater. The show was written and originally starred the late, great Ozzie Davis, and this time it is directed by Kenny Leon and has an incredible cast of Broadway heavy hitters. In the title role is Tony winner Leslie Odom Jr. Playing Ludie Bell Gussie Mae Jenkins is two-time Tony nominee Kara Young. Also in the cast is Billy Eugene Jones as Gitlow Judson, Pearly Victorious Judson's brother, Noah Pizek, Noah Robbins, J.O. Sanders, Heather Alicia Sims, Bill Timoney, and Vanessa Bell Calloway. The plot description for the show reads, quote, Pearly Victorious, a non-Confederate romp through the cotton patch is the rousing, laugh-filled comedy by Kennedy Center honoree Ozzie Davis that tells the story of a black preacher's machinations to reclaim his inheritance and win back his church. As of recording time, review aggregator site Did They Like It has collected 11 reviews for the show. 10 were positive and one was mixed. Let's start off with the review from Jesse Green of the New York Times, who made the show a critic's pick. He said, quote, The Pearly Victorious that opened on Wednesday at the Music Box is every bit as scathingly funny as the 1961 reviews said it was. But even though times have surely changed, everything dark in the play is still dark, and the lightness no less necessary. There's a reason the setting, however old-timey it may appear on the surface, is still called the recent past. Kenny Leon's thrillingly broad and warp-speed production aims to keep us in both time zones at once. Green goes on to quickly break down the plot, talking about how the $500 that Pearlie was supposed to inherit that he was going to use to fix up his grandfather's old church has been stolen by the rich white man who owns the plantation that Pearlie grew up on. And as Green put it, quote, the other theft at the heart of the play's power, and yet also its comedy, is much larger, the theft of the freedom of generations of black Americans. He explains how Pearlie recruits Ludie Bell, played by Young, to play his deceased cousin in an effort to get the money that is owed him. And then Green continues, quote, Young, a two-time Tony nominee known mostly for dramatic roles, is also a daring comedian, a cross between Lucille Ball and Mobs Mabley. That she's not afraid to go as far as the part can take her, with a gawky pigeon-toed gait and hilariously lustful line readings and a taffy-pulled southern accent, is a sign of the freedom the play gives her, and everyone else, to represent a character instead of a race. But it's Odom who carries the play's weight as it shifts from genre to genre and reveals further layers of character. Part of the freedom Davis took for himself, and that Leon emphasizes in this staging, is the right to be many things at once, not all of them reputable. Odom, with the angry intensity of his burr from Hamilton, does not shy from Pearlie's scoundrelly side, his willingness to lie, even to loved ones, as a means of putting down a marker on eventual truth. And yet, when it comes time to preach, watch out. The way he winds speeches into sermons and sermons nearly into songs makes it seem natural that Pearly Victorious, written partly in blank verse, would be turned into a musical. It nearly was one already. Of course, he is talking about the 1970 adaptation of the play Pearly, which featured a book by Davis, Philip Rose, and Peter Udall, with Udall writing lyrics and music by Gary Geld. 
That show was nominated for five Tony Awards, including Best Musical, winning two, one for Cleavon Little for playing Pearly, and one for Melba Moore, who is playing Ludie Bell. Next up, let's head over to Adam Feldman from Time Out New York, who gave the show four out of five stars, saying, quote, Directed knowingly by Kenny Leon, the show's new Broadway production is a joyous affair, broad in comedy and in spirit. I could not be happier to have the great Sarah Holdren back reviewing shows for Vulture. She said, quote, Fast, fierce, and big-hearted, the show crackles with the verve of its central performances, and the play, at 62 years old, feels wittier, braver, less careful, and more caring than much contemporary writing. Both unflinching and generous, it's just about as sharp as satire gets. Writing for Variety, Aramid Tenabu was also positive, saying, quote, Directed by Kenny Leon, the beauty of the black vernacular is embedded in the pearly Victoria's script. Specificities of black American life are infused within the jokes as Odom and the cast deftly switch from comedy to drama on a dime. Kenji Fujishima, writing for Theater Mania, said, quote, but there's nothing at all musty or reverential about this production. Instead, it makes a convincing case for Davis's satirical play as a living, breathing work of art, one that, for all its dated elements, still has much to offer to contemporary audiences. Joe Domenowitz, writing for the New York Theater Guide, said, quote, Flat out hilarious and stacked with top flight performances led by Leslie Odom Jr. and Carrie Young, Pearly Victorious is also a triumph when it comes to timing. Suffice it to say, the play speaks directly to today's racial tumult. And we'll wrap it up with Robert Hoffler, writing for The Rap, who said, quote, Pearly Victorious is the funniest show now performing on Broadway, and that includes The Book of Mormon. <laughs> I won't interrogate the show that Robert uses to compare the Pearly Victorious to in terms of humor, but I think you get the picture. If you would like to read more of these and other reviews, we will have both the Did They Like It and the Broadway World Review roundups in the show notes. All right, that's all I've got for you. If you're hearing this in Patreon, have a wonderful rest of your Thursday. If you're hearing it in the regular feed, I will now send you over to the rest of Today on Broadway. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, September 28th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, in the Patreon feed at the mezzanine level and above, we have a new episode in which we spill some tea on some things happening in the 2023-2024 Broadway season. Interestingly enough, something that we supposed about in that episode was announced on Wednesday, and it was not exactly what we thought, but it actually does address something that we were very much hoping for. We're going to talk about that here in just a few minutes, but if you want to hear that entire conversation with lots of insider information about what might be coming to Broadway still that hasn't been announced this season, check that out on the mezzanine level and above over at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Also, depending on where you are listening to this episode, if it's in Patreon, we will have the reviews for Pearly Victorious, a non-Confederate romp through the Cotton Patch coming up as a separate standalone episode later on Wednesday night. If you're listening to this in the regular feed, you have already heard those. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that. But if you're listening to this in Patreon, check out the standalone episode after 9, 10 o'clock, depending on when they're released. I don't know what the embargo time is, but uh, it'll happen later in the day unless it's super late and I fall asleep on the couch waiting for them. All right, Grace, let's get into the news. And the news that I had mentioned at the beginning about us talking about in our standalone Patreon episode is the casting of the title character in the upcoming Boop exclamation point, the Betty Boop musical. In our conversation, we talked about the fact that 
this character, when she was originally first drawn in the 1930s, was based on a woman of color. But in all of the readings and the presentations that we've heard of this musical, it has been played by a white woman, by composer David Foster's wife, Kat McPhee, then most recently by Jessica Vosk. Well, they announced the woman who will be playing the, the title character when the show makes its pre-Broadway world premiere later this year at the CIBC Theater in Chicago. And that is actress Jasmine Amy Rogers, who is a woman of color. I saw her most recently in the national tour of Mean Girls. She played Gretchen. She was fantastic. She has also done a number of other things. In her career, she was in the Paper Mill Playhouse production of The Wanderer. She was also in the world premiere of Becoming Nancy at the Alliance Theater in Atlanta. That is where she was first kind of discovered by Jerry Mitchell. He directed that show. He is directing this show as well. And he decided uh, that she was the perfect person for the role. He said, quote, from the moment Jasmine walks into a room and shares that magnificent smile and her contagious laugh, you know you're in the presence of Betty Boop. And like the cartoon Betty, Jasmine can do everything brilliantly. Acting, singing, dancing, I know her performance will capture the hearts of audiences of all ages. The show will begin performances for a five-week out-of-town tryout engagement in Chicago on November 19th, and is currently scheduled to run through December 24th. Grace, Jasmine Amy Rogers is also a former Jimmy Award finalist. She was in the same group in 2017 uh, the same year that Antonio Cipriano was a finalist as well. And that was the year that the two representatives from down here in Orlando, Florida, Tony Marino and Sophia Deller, both won the Jimmy. So there was, a, it was an Orlando, an Orlando uh, sweep in that year. But I'm very excited about this. She's great. I loved her in Mean Girls, but also just very excited that they did what we thought they wouldn't do, Grace, and went with a woman of color for this role. This is so exciting. I know that I alluded to interest or disinterest and all of those, you know, factors around what this casting could be. This is the greatest news. I am thrilled and excited to see wherever this goes. I can't wait to see what happens with the project. It's really great. Yeah. And, and it's kind of funny. They've released some images and I've got to tell you, like, man, she looks so much like the character and they, they have this like image where they've got her standing in front of like the silhouette of the cartoon and they've got her hair just perfect like the little curls that stick up it's it's really impressive there's all these other ones her doing all of like the cartoon faces I, I'm really excited about this one I did not expect to be super excited about boop exclamation point the Betty Boop musical but with this casting and kind of seeing where they're going I I could be convinced that this you know could be a a breakout sleeper hit for a lot of different reasons so we'll see what happens we'll keep an eye on it when it heads out to Chicago in the coming months, no other casting was announced at this time, but I'm sure we will get that in the next few weeks before rehearsals start. One show that we do know all of the casting for is the upcoming Broadway premiere of How to Dance in Ohio. They previously announced a majority of the cast because much of it was coming back from the world premiere run last year at Syracuse Stage. All of the different autistic actors who played the seven principal roles are back from that production, along with Haven Burton and Darlicia Searcy and others. They announced a handful of other featured roles for the show and ensemble and swings and all of those things. Uh, headlining the new cast editions are Come From Away alum Cesar Samoya, who recently played 
Perone, and or maybe even still is playing Perone. I, I forget when that closes or closed. Played Perone in the DC production of Evita that Sammy Canold directed. Sammy Canold is also the director here for How to Dance in Ohio. She will be making her Broadway debut when the show begins performances on November 15th, ahead of a December 10th opening night. In other news, Grace, over at the 92nd Street Y, they announced the creative team and cast for the upcoming lyrics and lyricist performances of a new concert production called Tale as Old as Time, The Songs of Howard Ashman. We already knew this was on the calendar. It is co-written by Matt Kunkel and Zinzer J. Directing this show will be one two-time Tony winner Christian Borel, who most recently appeared off-Broadway in uh, Little Shop of Horrors, obviously currently on Broadway in Some Like It Hot. The show will be presented on October 28th, 29th, and 30th, and in the cast will be Heather Ayers, John Siriani, Nadina Hassan, who starred opposite Jasmine in the Mean Girls tour. She was Regina George. One of my favorites, Manu Narayan and Kadaji Sanko, who most recently appeared off-Broadway in Little Shop of Horrors as well. Very excited about this. Whoa, 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 whoa. I just want to say, hearing Manu Narayan is a part of this. I've been excited for the 92 and Y, uh, or 92 Y lyrics and lyricists um, for the rest of the season, honestly. Like, it's all really good stuff. Between that, Stephanie J. Block, a couple of their other performances, Stevie Wonder, there's lots of good stuff to go around. I just, I'm such a Manu fan. Like, I really am. So this is actually really exciting for me personally. <laughs> yeah, he's great. So, so good. I mean, I, I don't know if it's the first time I saw him, but one of the first times I saw him was as Charlie in the roundabout fiasco production of Merrily We Roll Along. He was fantastic. And then, of course, went on to do Company on Broadway as well. He's fantastic. But I just saw him in the Heart of Rock and Roll uh, oh. like workshop reading. So I'm like he's he's like fresh in my mind, of course. But yeah, so I'm excited to see that he's doing that. It was do you know if he was in the California world premiere a few years ago? The, the San Diego? He wasn't. No, no, no. He okay. he was playing a role that Orville Mendoza played, I believe, out of town okay. um, for this latest workshop. But yeah. See? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. We'll see what happens. We love, we love Manu being on Broadway. Speaking of the Howard Ashman of it all, do you have a favorite Howard Ashman song? I don't think I have a favorite song um, because I think that his canon is like too iconic. I don't think I could pick a particular one <laughs> that I want to hear, but I want to hear all of it. And I think that Christian Borle is also like a fantastic brain to pick for something like this. I'm such a fan of his that I think that this is really it's kismet for sure. I don't know that I have a favorite either, but I remember something that you probably don't remember. But I think it was fairly soon after 9-11, Bravo, when it was still kind of an arts-focused network, did this thing of like show tunes. And they had like celebrities, I think, singing show tunes. And they had two people perform Suddenly Seymour. And it was my recollection of it was that it wasn't great. But I like remember watching it over and over and over again. And I don't remember if I much of V, you know, VHS did because there was no DVRs or was no YouTube back then, but it was Adam Pascal and Mandy Moore. And it's just, it was just such a weird random grouping for that song. But I remember watching it over and over and over again. I love that song anyway, but like, it was just a, a very bizarre one. So for some reason that always sticks out to me. Clean washed away. Please understand that it's too sweet to 
right, Grace. I assume at this point, still no tickets to Here We Are yet? No, of course not. Okay, well, here might be your chance because ahead of tonight's first preview performance, the production and The Shed have announced their lottery and rush protocols for the show. For each performance, a limited number of $25 tickets will be available via a weekly lottery, and there will be a limited number of $40 same-day rush tickets. All of this will be via our friends at Today Ticks. So if you want to get cheap tickets to see this show, which at this point I'm guessing is the only way to still get tickets without paying like an arm and a leg through like secondary ticket buyers. Check out the Today Takes app. The lottery information, like I said, it's going to be an entire week of a lottery. So each Sunday at like 12.01 a.m. Eastern time, you can start putting in your entries for the following week and it'll close at 12 noon on the day before each performance. So you'll get notified by a push notification or an email on the day before your selected show. And then you can like claim them from there. Same day rush tickets in the app starting at 9 a.m. First come first serve basis. So set those alarms for like 8.58. Make sure that you're on the Today Ticks app right at nine because I have a feeling, Grace, those will go very, very quickly. All right, moving on to a a very cool event that's going to be happening next month as well. Yesterday, the cast for a very special reading of The Laramie Project, which is being done to honor the 25th anniversary of Matthew Shepard's death, was announced. It'll be held at the Symphony Space on October 16th at 7 p.m. It's going to be directed by Dustin Wills, who directed Wolf Play and Wet Brain and, and some really great off-Broadway shows. Um, it's going to be a one-night-only performance, and so far in the cast, we know that A2 Blanks and Wood, Tony winner Julie White, and Tony winner Brandon Uranowitz will be a part of this production. If you're unfamiliar with The Laramie Project, this is done by Moises Kaufman and the Tectonic Theater Company, in which they went out and interviewed a bunch of residents of Laramie, Wyoming, where the murder happened, and put their responses and their conversations into a play. It is incredibly powerful, even to this day. So to, to have people like A2, Julie, and Brandon in that cast, Grace, like that's going to be a very, very cool event to be a part of if you have a chance to check that out in October. And we'll wrap up the news section of this, Grace, with uh, some very interesting news out of Juilliard. Yesterday, it was reported that Juilliard will start making their entire drama division, Master of Fine Arts in acting, tuition-free, beginning with the 2024-2025 academic year. Between existing scholarships that are already there and a bunch of new gifts, they were able to make the entire four-year degree completely tuition-free, no cost at all. Some of the articles, especially one from the New York Times, goes into like who's involved with that, what organizations and what people, including John Gore, who's the CEO of the John Gore organization that runs like a bunch of, of theater stuff, a lot of producers, and they own Broadway News and Broadway.com. So he's he's stepping in to match and stuff. So beginning in the fall of 2024, the first year MFA class will be known as the John Gore slash Broadway dot com fellows and third year stu students will be known as the McClellan fellows. Stephanie McClellan is a current Juilliard trustee and, and a theater producer. Her her husband are already involved with helping make those scholarships happen. So um, very cool. This joins a bunch of other Juilliard programs to go tuition free on the MFA MFA level, including jazz, music performance, opera studies, playwriting, string quartet, um, doctorate in musical arts, things like that. The goal is to make 
every program at Juilliard tuition, Juilliard tuition free. Um, but it is very cool to see that one of the most prestigious arts um, institutions of higher education is taking this step so that cost is not a barrier to someone getting the best possible education in the fine arts grace. Listen, we love to see it. Um, more things like this, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I feel like that's always, we're like shouting from the rooftops all the time with this stuff, but uh, the more announcements we get like this, the better. All right, got a couple of feel-good recommendations for you here. Yesterday, we got the trailer for the new Disney animated movie musical, Wish, which will star Ariana DeBose in the lead role. I feel like we are getting inundated with a bunch of like new trailers, Grace, now that the WGA strike is over, and now that we're going to start hopefully working on the SAG after strike as well. But this is an all-new musical. It is set in the magical kingdom of Rosas, where Asha, who is... Uh, The character played by Ari is a sharp-witted idealist, and she makes a wish so powerful that is answered by a cosmic force, a little ball of boundless energy called Star. Together, Asha and Star confront a most formidable foe, the ruler of Rosas, King Magnifico, to save her community and prove that when the will of one courageous human connects with the magic of the stars, wondrous things can occur. Also in the cast are Chris Pine, former Broadway radio guest Alan Tudyk, and many others. But this one looks fantastic. Very excited about this one. And uh, Ariana DeBose keeps racking up hits. Gotta love it. And then the last uh, recommendation we have for you here comes from the Birmingham Rep and Sinatra the Musical. There is highlights of Matt Doyle and Anna Villafanye and the rest of the cast and orchestra performing from the show again grace we've talked about this assuming this one has its eye on the states so uh if you are a a fan of the chairman of the board and are interested in what this one looks like but don't want to travel over to birmingham take a look here and maybe you will be able to check it out stateside sooner rather than later under my skin i've got you Deep in the heart of me Fly me to the moon And let me play among the stars Let me see what spring is like On Jupiter and Mars Out of the tree of life I just picked me a plum you came along and everything's starting to hum. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway. You follow me on Twitter and Instagram and pretty much anywhere else at BWW. Matt, Grace, what about you? You can follow me at It's Grace Hockey. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Thursday. We'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.